0: All right, everyone, so uh, today is time for uh, episode 10 of Behind the Trades. We've taken a little uh, summer hiatus from the Behind the Trades series. I think the last episode we did was um, in June, and uh, things have just been so crazy. We've got so much going on uh, here at uh, the Warrior Trading office that uh, I had uh, not gotten a chance to do uh, another one. So I wanted to uh, bring Behind the Trades back into... Circulation here as we're uh, getting into the fall and the winter, and uh, just put it on the calendar and and get it done. So um, today's episode, uh, episode ten of Behind the Trades, is uh, the the topic today is the importance of being able to reset. Now, as many of you know, uh, I had a red month in September, and it was my second red month of the year. My first red month of the year was in April. So April, I finished the month down about four thousand dollars, and that was pretty disappointing for me because it was the first red month in well over a year, uh, almost a year and a half of trading. So I was definitely a little concerned about what was going on. At the end of April, I decided to uh, get focused uh, going into the month of May, and I put myself into trader rehab. Many of you guys uh, remember this. I said that I wouldn't be allowed to trade more than 2,500 shares. I had to stay really focused on base hits, uh, and consistency, and I ended up finishing the month of May with, uh, I think it was sixteen or $17,000 of profit, which was a pretty good rebound, all, all in all. So, finishing uh, September down uh, about $4,000, again, I had to uh, step back and ask myself what I did wrong and what I'm going to do differently for uh, the month of October, all right? So, uh, I want to walk you through my process for Uh, resetting. So I'm going to do that um, here in uh, just one second. But um, why don't we first just take a big picture uh, look at my year. So here we are on November uh, 2nd, 2017. I started the year with $583, $583 in my account, and as of today, I'm at $176,646.51. I'm not even going to do the percentage gain math on that because it's just absurd. Um, And really, it doesn't matter because that percentage gain that I was able to achieve with $500, I wouldn't be able to repeat it with $50,000 because I can't scale my position sizes in equal increments. You know, if I was going to do it with $50,000, I would have had to have been trading with probably like 150,000 share positions. And obviously, I'm not in a place where I would feel emotionally comfortable doing that. Uh, but even financially, a lot of these uh, small cap stocks wouldn't be able to sustain 150,000 shares going in and out that quickly. So there is certainly a limit to the scalability of my current strategy. Uh, last year, I was at $222,000. Uh, so, you know, this year, I'll finish the year probably in the 200s. And. I think that may be close to the ceiling. I think that if I had uh, more consistently green days that were three to $4,000, I could maybe put together a half a million dollar a year with my existing strategy if I just was a little more aggressive on share size, but I wouldn't be able to make uh, $10 million day trading, personally. Uh, and I'm not saying that it's not impossible. Some can, but it's just a little outside the, the strategy that I trade. So, in any case, um, uh, that was my, and I'll put up, get my pointer going here. So, that was my um, starting balance at the beginning of the year on January 1st, and I'm at $176,000 right now, uh, all things considered, uh, pretty good. So, my goal for all of you guys is to teach you this strategy. Today, I'm up $5,168, and um, you know this is what you guys are wanting to learn, how is... Ross making two hundred plus thousand dollars a year day trading for one hour a day that's what you want to learn and that's what I want to teach you guys so um, again big picture accuracy in the last 30 days 82 percent 82 percent of my trades have been winners profit loss ratio 13 cent winners versus 10 cent losers so that's a 1.3 to one profit loss ratio which is not too bad um, I am on today my 24th consecutive green day. It's November 2nd. I haven't had a red day since September. So 24 consecutive green days in a row. My personal uh, record is 56 consecutive green days in a row. Uh, I am certainly going to try to beat that on this uh, hot streak, but I'm not uh, totally confident that I will be, uh, that I'll be able to do it, but I'm definitely going to go for it. So, i certainly feeling really confident right now with, with my trading, and um, that is very different from how I felt about six weeks ago at the end of September. Okay, so um, the lessons and the topics for today, uh, the importance of being able to reset. Now, we all have bad days, bad weeks, bad months. This is the reality of trading. Therefore, since it's the reality of trading, we need to be able to reset, refocus, and ultimately Rebuild. Today, I'm going to show you the techniques I use to reset after I finish September in the red. Uh, many of you guys have experienced this, a bad, sure, bad bad day, bad week, bad month, even bad year, and you need to be able to reset. Success requires that you follow the rules of the market. Now, one of the things that's very frustrating is that, um, for the most part, uh, we're all at a disadvantage as retail traders because nobody really teaches you the rules. You don't learn the rules of trading or the rules of the market in school. There's not a lot of books that talk about it. Um, So you kind of have to figure it out on your own. Now, you guys are at an advantage because I will teach you the rules of the market. I'll teach you the rules, but then it's your job to follow them. So you need to create goals for yourself and then create mechanisms to keep you disciplined to keep you following the rules. And discipline is one of the areas where um, I've had some trouble. And we'll talk about that when we look at my month of September. All right. So here we go. These are the September metrics, September 2017. And even if you guys are watching this on YouTube uh, six months from now or a year from now, um, it really, um, you know, this is timeless uh, information because if I have a red month in 2018 or 2019, I'll have to do the same thing I did here today, and or in uh, the end of September and early October. So my total gain on the month um, was a loss of forty-two hundred dollars. That meant my average daily loss was two hundred dollars per day. My biggest winner was three thousand seven hundred dollars, and my biggest loser was nearly seven thousand dollars. In my opinion completely unacceptable. Average winning trade, $577. Average loser, $1,837. How is that sustainable? That's a, w- that's a one to three profit loss ratio, right? I mean, that's that really is just uh, not impressive at all. My accuracy was 73%. And this goes to show that even with 73% accuracy, you will not make money if you don't know how to manage your risk. Or if you choose not to manage your risk, for whatever reason. All right, so this is what my month looked like, and um, the metric, the stat, or the uh, site that I use uh, for tracking these metrics is called TraderView. Uh, I like using this site right now. It's uh, the best tool that I've found. Um, there, you know, again, a year from now there may be other tools out there, but uh, right now this has um, been my favorite tool. So what I'm able to do is import using the import button all of my trades from my broker. So I import my trades and then I can uh, filter and I can look at the entire year or just uh, just months of the year. So right now we're looking at the month of September. I just showed you the, um, the detailed report. This is gross. I'm gonna show you net after commissions and that's the minus $4,200. All right, so um, you can see performance by day of the week, bad on Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday, cumulative, and then green on Thursday and Friday. Performance by hour of the day. I mean, it's, it's hard to get really good metrics on a short period of time because, I, yes, I lost money at the 9 a.m. spot, but we don't know if that's ex- exactly why that is. And if you looked at my metrics over a longer period, you would see it's a little different. I can look at the price and volume and see that performance by price, under $2, I made some money, and over $10, I made some money. But the typical go-to price range for me ended up being losers. Um, distribution of trades by price: most of my trades were between two dollars and ten dollars, as you can see right here. Although I definitely had some that were above ten. And yes, TraderView does have a, a free tier, but uh, there it's I think it's forty-nine dollars a month for me. Um, so again, you know, when you look at these metrics on sort of a a shorter time frame, it can be a little bit more difficult to, um, you know, truly estimate or understand what you did right or wrong. You can see my biggest loss was on IZEA. Um, Actually, I'm going to cancel that. So IZEA, FSNN was the second, ALDX was the third, MYOS was the fourth, PYDS, which is actually the one that I made uh, $4,000 on today, was um, the fifth. So, and then, you know, so on from there. You can also see, interestingly, AKTX, $4,000 was uh, a, the stock I made some good money on here. Um, ARDM, ROKU, NLNK, SRAX, so some familiar stocks on here that you guys probably remember from uh, the last month. The Interesting thing here is that usually I do well on stocks that have very high relative volume. This month, that particular month of September, I just didn't do as well. So when I look over at, I'm going to go to overview and then look at the calendar. Um, And I think this is what's kind of interesting. I had one, two, three, four, five, six red days, six red days for the month of September. You know, which obviously is just not acceptable. And you can see here, I started the month with two big red days. I was down $8,000 on the month in the first two days. I made back a teeny amount, and then I went further into the red. So as of this day, which was September 13th, I was down about $12,000 on the month. And I was thinking, what, what am I going to do? What is going on? This is ridiculous. You can see Cumulative was down... $12,413. And then I started to get focused. I brought it back together. Had a couple of good green days. Had a nice solid stretch here. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven green days. I got myself back up into green on the month, up $6,000, and I was feeling really good on this day. And then this was a Friday, and on Monday, I lost $7,000. I mean, I just, I I just, I don't know if I, I thought, well, I made 7,000 yesterday so I can afford to lose it today if I end up getting too aggressive, but I got way too aggressive and I gave it all back. And then I lost $7,000 again on the next day, two days in a row, all of a sudden back down into the red. And then I just slowly made my way back into the green, but this is not a, a very pretty month for me. I really pushed it. I got too aggressive. So what were the lessons that I learned from September? And again, everyone from time to time is going to have these, you know, these bad months. So the September lessons, I was swinging for the fences. I was trying to hit home runs. And what I did on a lot of these days is I left money on the table because I was green on a trade. I was up 500 or $600, but instead of taking the profit, I'd end up, Uh, holding it until it went to break even, and then holding it as it went into the red deeper and deeper and deeper. Taking larger uh, share size, and then getting sloppy with my exits. This was a big problem because I went on the two days that I was down 7,000, I went in with full size, 10,000 shares, and I just got slammed back down. I mean, I just... The stocks dropped 40, 50 cents in a heartbeat, and boom, I'm down four or five grand. I went in with too much share size, and then I didn't respect my max loss. And I wasn't content with making $500 a day. I was trying to make $5,000 a day instead. But the reality is, if I had made just simply $500 a day through all of September, I would have finished the month green instead of red. So swinging for the fences trying to hit home runs ended up costing me a lot because I closed the month red. So I set um, some goals for myself for the month of October. And this was me realizing that I needed to reset. So for October, I said, you know, I basically need to put myself back into trader rehab. I need to get focused. I said, I need to focus on base hits Because if I make $500 a day, I'll do better than I did in September. Forget the home run mentality. Just push it out of my mind. And I think one of the reasons that I've had home run mentalities, my best day of the year is $22,000 in profit. I took $583 and turned it into $100K in 44 days. And that makes this last, um, you know, I mean, I guess I'm on track to maybe make $100K in 44 days since I'm on day 24 and I've made. Um, you know, forty thousand dollars. But uh, realistically, the beginning of the year was extremely good for me. I just had a great beginning of the be- of the year, and uh, I started getting frustrated in April, and then again through the summer when I wasn't getting home runs. And like Chuck is saying right now in the chat room, uh, five hundred a day times two hundred fifty-two trading days is one hundred twenty-six thousand dollars a year, and that's that's a great income. I mean, it really is. But I wasn't content with that $500 a day in September. So for October, I said I need to focus on base hits. And I need to focus on just making $500 a day. Because if I finish October with $500 a day, I'll finish the month with $10,000 and I'll be pretty happy with that. So that meant that each morning I needed to meditate and get focused before trading. So uh, to take even just two minutes to sit down and meditate. Now, I like using the Headspace app that's on my iPhone, um, but if I don't want to use that or I don't have time, I just sit, close my eyes, take a few deep breaths, even if it's only for two minutes, just to slow down, right? Just to catch my breath, get focused, clear my mind, and I usually do it either right around 9 a.m. or right before the bell. In the last few weeks, I've trying been trying to kind of walk you guys through that moment of taking a deep breath right before the bell. So meditate each morning, um, and part of this of really h- getting focused um, was that I wanted to um, eat healthy and um, not have any really like sugary, sugary foods right before um, right before I start trading. Just eat healthy and um, you know, have whatever, a handful of nuts or something like that. I just don't want to have a sugar crash at 9.45 when I'm about to, uh, you know, take the next trade. So eat healthy, sleep well, get well rested, Uh, wake up early enough so I have time to really prepare my morning uh, so I'm not rushed, and then meditate. So this is all part of me getting focused so I can be in the right headspace mindset to trade. And then the third, start with smaller size to avoid being in with 10 or 15,000 shares and then be a deer in the headlights as the stock is tanking. So start with smaller size, have a better uh, better sense of the type of market we're having on any particular day, and uh, really just be more present. Uh, number four, try to just simply be green every day, even if it's only $10. Now I know saying, trying to be green every day for an entire month is a pretty big, um, challenge in a lot of ways. This is, October was the first month in 2017 that I didn't have a single red day, Uh, but, um, you know, as, um, as you can see, that focus on consistency paid off really well, so I stayed focused, uh, small gains, and if some days turned into big gains, then that was certainly great, and then focus on Consistency, which is really tied in with number four. So I wrote these down as my goals for October. I also said that uh, my biggest, uh, my max loss would be a thousand dollars. If I was down more than a thousand dollars on a day, I wouldn't keep trading. If I was down more than a thousand dollars on a trade, I would just market order out of it. And for the most part, I was pretty good at that. So let's look at how. Implementing these five uh, steps right here helped me for the month of October. In October, I made thirty-five thousand five hundred seventy-three dollars. I didn't have a single red day. My accuracy was up to eighty-one percent, which was really solid. My average winning trade went from five hundred dollars all the way up to eight hundred, which was good. But even even better was that my average loser went from $1,800 down to 772 I shaved over $1,000 off my average loser. And I had 13 losing trades. So $1,000 times 13 losing trades is $13,000. I saved myself. I literally put an extra $13,000 in my pocket by cutting my losses faster. Now, I did have uh, one bigger loss, $2,700, but... Uh, My biggest winner was 6,300. So it shows you that switch where this was the opposite for the month of September where my biggest loser was twice the size of my biggest winner. So I switched it around and uh, this ended up being a much, much better month. You can also see that I focused on quicker trades, five minute average time, eight minute average time for losers. I was in quickly and out quickly. One of the things that I talked about uh, earlier this week is um, my risk tolerance. I'm actually very risk adverse. I don't like taking a lot of risks. Um, Certainly not with my money. I feel that the money that I've made is hard-earned, and I don't want to lose it. And so that might sound kind of strange since I'm a day trader. But I actually, in a lot of ways, feel much more comfortable with day trading than I do investing in um, individual stocks for long periods of time, uh, or even the overall market. With day trading, I feel like I've got a lot of control. So my strategy, which is based on momentum, is getting in stocks at the point that I feel is the apex point, the price that You know, I've got a 90%, 95% confidence rating that it will go up if I get in there. And then as soon as I'm up, I start to take profit. And because I have such high confidence and my accuracy is really good, and because I take profit when I am up, uh, even if it's only 10 or 15 cents, my accuracy is really high. And that of course builds my confidence. So I minimize my risk by taking really short trades getting in and quickly getting out and then doing it again and again and again. Now that's a little different from the way uh, other traders in our community trade. Mike, he's uh, he holds trades longer and he's willing to risk 4000 for the potential to make 20000. And I understand that that profit loss ratio makes sense, but I don't want to risk that. I don't want to risk I honestly if you said Ross you can risk $4,000 to make $20,000, and you got to put the $4,000 on the table. If you said I had a 50% chance of, of being right, I probably wouldn't want to take the trade because I don't want to lose the 4000 If you said I've got a 75% chance of being right, I'd probably say I only want to risk 2000 I, I would just want to reduce the risk as much as possible because I know there's a good chance that I'll be wrong. With my current strategy, with my accuracy at 82%, I feel confident Taking those risks, and but even even so, my average risk is only seven hundred dollars per trade. So, you know, it's just the way that I trade. It's I just don't feel comfortable taking a lot of risk. And so again, uh, Mike has a different strategy. Jeff, he has a swing trading strategy, so he's holding these stocks overnight, uh, and obviously, in some of these, risking uh, five thousand to make ten or fifteen thousand, and all three of us are profitable. It's just um, you know, it just depends on your risk tolerance. All right, so anyways, let's look at the month here of October in Trader View. So the month of October, put this up ten thirty 1030 through ten thirty-one. All right, started actually very slow. First day of the month I only made a hundred only made fifty-seven dollars actually after commissions. So started really small. And then slowly building up six hundred. 1300, 900, and you can see a couple of big days here, a day that was very small. I had to be very careful after that big green day, because what happened after the big green day I had in September, I lost the whole thing. So I was very careful on that next day, and then continued strong, strong, strong. So this is what the equity curve looked like, just nice and steady moving up. So obviously, um, you know, for this month, it's um, kind of hard when you look at the, you know, the behavior. I mean, we can look at the, the biggest loss, DFFN, MYOS, OPTT, SPCB, ANY. So those are the ones I lost on. DRIO, ACHV, CLNT, CASI, those were some of the ones I made money on. Um, but if we try to look at, um, you know, price and volume and stuff like that, well, obviously, for the most part, it's all going to be green, because I was green for the entire month, right? So, again, this doesn't help me a lot. It's more helpful when I back out and I say, well, how did things look from, you know, let's say, the beginning of the year? Um, let's see, one and one. And I haven't imported my trades here for November yet, so this is minus November's profits, which is about five five 5500 all right, so now we're looking at the entire year, and now this is um, 626 trades. We're looking at the big picture, 69% accuracy overall. Unfortunately, my profit loss ratio is negative. It certainly didn't help having a month like September. I've got to excuse me, work to rebuild that. Biggest win, 10 grand. Biggest loser, seven thousand one hundred dollars. So we can see here the majority of my profits are in stocks between $2 and $5. Not surprisingly, the profits are when I trade more volume. 20,000 shares is um, getting in, getting out. It's not just one position, it's um, the cumulative volume. I made the most money on stocks that had in-trade price ranges of more than a dollar that's a big in trade price range right that means the stock went from like 350 to 450 so those were obviously the ones I did really well on um, days and times made the most money on Mondays made the most money uh, between 9 and 10 a.m. obviously between 9:30 and 10 since I don't trade pre-market you can see my two red months 4200 uh, in April and 4200 in September. So all things considered, these months don't represent incredibly concerning drawdown. When you look at my overall equity curve, they are pullbacks, but they're not dramatic. They're not uh, beyond my risk tolerance. But of course, I would prefer that I was re- uh, green on these months instead of red. So you can see big, big push, sixty thousand dollars in February from this one account. I made another ten thousand in my other account. So. Uh, great month of February, great month of March, and then these sort of this sort of period here was really slow, and I was kind of trying to swing for the fences, getting frustrated. I wasn't having big wins like I had at the beginning of the year, and then as a result, um, you know, kind of losing my focus. So refocus for October, great month, and I'm looking forward, uh, hopefully, to having a, a strong month in November and a strong month of December and finishing the year in really good shape. All right, so um, that's sort of the big picture of my statistics, uh, and again, showing you and kind of walking you through the tips um, that, or the techniques that I applied to help myself reset. All right, now, um, I want to answer a couple of um, questions that you guys uh, might have. I've got um, three questions that uh, were submitted this week. Um, so I'll answer those, and then, um, if there's other questions from those of you in chat, I can answer those as well. Okay, so first question, um, this is from Jason, and he asked, um, how do I set up, uh, stop orders for my trades? Um, and Anthony, um, caps only for, um, uh, tickers. All right, um, so let's see, um, how do I set up stop orders? So, Jason, it's a good question, and... Um, One of the things that I do um, is, and this is uh, for better or for worse, I use um, mental stops. So this is kind of an area where I question uh, whether or not that's the right decision. Uh, Today, I'll scroll over. uh, This is my P&L for today, $5,000. But what I typically do is I, I use a mental stop. So that means if I'm getting in at 337 right here, I'm going to tell myself my max loss is 325. Now, obviously, if I set an actual stop, once that max loss hits, I will be out of the trade, which is uh, the benefit of using an actual stop order. Using a mental stop, if it goes to 325 and I keep holding it, I'll just keep losing more and more money. And I've certainly done that on more than one occasion. So, one of the things that I did in Lightspeed is I went to Custom Orders. Uh, we'll go over here, Custom Orders, and I put a, a couple of Stop Orders uh, out. So let me create a new one and show you how you do it. So, you can say um, Stop Order here, Create New Command, um, and, oh, actually, let me switch to um, we're we're going to do a different type. We're going to do a custom order. Create new a command. Um, stop minus let's say 15 cents. So the the, the market I'm going to use is stop. I'm going to use through is 15 like that. So 15 cents through the bid, and then the tier would be my full position. All right, or I can do quantity and close out. But I believe I use. I'll double check the other one. Actually, let's use closeout and we'll use full position. So this would set a stop on the full position down 15 cents. And it's going to be a sell order right here. No confirmation window. So let's say map key now. And now I can choose which key I press to make that 15 cent stop go through. And as soon as I get into a trade, I can press, let's say, control T and set a 15 cent stop. And now I have a live on the order. And if it drops 15 cents, the stop is going to fire and I'm out of the trade. Now, I think that there's a lot of benefits to doing that because you don't have to worry about deer in the headlights. You don't have to worry about staring at a stock dropping more and more and more and more. You do have the times where stocks drop 20 cents and then pop right back up. And you have to remember that you will get slippage. So if it drops really fast, you might lose more than 15 cents. You might lose 20 or 21 cents. And so, you know, that can obviously be an issue. And so for that reason, I prefer not to use stops. And instead I just use mental orders, but uh, mental stop orders. But again, I'm not sure. What I'd probably have to do is go through a long period where instead of using mental stops I just use live stops. And then at the end of it, AB test basically compare how did that perform? How did I perform against when I was using mental stops? And the times when I got stopped out and went right back up, did they cost me more than the times where it saved me because I stopped out and then it dropped a whole lot more. For a beginner trader who's having trouble maintaining discipline, live stops are definitely a good idea. But once you are a more experienced trader and you have the confidence that you can actually follow the rules and have the discipline to respect your uh, you know, 10 cent or 15 cent stop, then you may be able to move into a place where you use just mental stops. All right, so um, just wanted to walk you through that. Um, again, I'm, I'm a big advocate of you need to have a max loss on every trade. and If you can't follow it, by pressing the sell button, then you have to delegate that responsibility to your broker. All right, so that was question number one. Um, question number two from Anders, and I don't know if that was Anders or Anders, um, but let's say Anders with a hard on. Um, he asked, show how I pick from the day scanner, the day Momentum scanner. All right, so um, let me just... Um, Pull this scanner up. So the high day momentum scanner. Um, there it is. Okay, high day momo scanner. So when I see a stock hit the high day momentum scanner, uh, the first thing I look at is the color of the alert. All right. So this is a scanner that I've customized, and it's um, these settings are available uh, only to our Warrior Pro students. So you can see this has several strategies, two, four, six, eight, ten 10 unique strategies that are part of the scanner. So I can see by strategy name, what the strategy is that's creating the alert. Each one of these rows is an alert. So this says massive volume, medium float. This says medium volume, medium float. So massive volume, medium float is interesting, but the ones I really like are massive volume and low float. These are the ones that can move very quickly. High volume and low float. Okay, the, the ones in yellow are the ones that capture my attention. And the column here, the percentage change from the close, the stock was up 69% from the close. All right, so that's up a lot. And this is magenta to really capture my attention. You can see that PYDS is actually hitting at that moment, uh, three different scanners. It's hitting massive volume, low float, it's hitting up 8% in the last 10 minutes, and it's hitting the daily breakout scanner. So that's a stock that I should probably be watching. Um, Of course, I did, and that's why I'm up $4,044 on it. So let me show you um, the chart. So when PYDS first hit the scans this morning, um, we already had it on watch because it was on our gap scanner. So it was gapping up pre-market. That means it was going to be opening higher than it closed yesterday. And although it did not have a fresh catalyst, such as news, it did have uh, the benefit of a daily, uh, no daily resistance, so lots of potential. So the bell rings, and immediately it spikes up here to a high of 3.13. See that spike there to 3.13? When it spiked up to 3.13, it hit our scanners. So let's go back here. Uh, hit the scanners at 294, 312, and 310, right there. So I saw it on the scanners, although it was already on my watch list, I was already aware of the stock. I saw it on the scanners, and then I knew I wanted to get in, and I'll show you um, the exact entry. So it hits the scanner. If I'm already familiar with the stock, I'm obviously gonna be really quick to jump in it. A stock that hits the scanner like PI, Well, this is actually dropping 8%. It's not actually a high-of-day stock. It's just a very volatile stock. Um, So this one I'm not familiar with, so I might be a little slower to, to look at it. It's a $21 stock. This one here, NCTY, it's a medium float at 48 million shares. And these ones don't usually move quite as fast as low float stocks. So just instinctively, I know that these ones don't perform as well. So the colors really helped me a lot. But anyways, um, PYDS, let's change this back to a 10-second um, chart. 10-second. All right. So we're going to look at a 10-second chart on this just because I want you to see that little micro pullback that I saw. All right. So scroll back, scroll back, scroll back. All right, so let's go back a little further. Just, it's a lot of scrolling when you're looking at 10 second candles. Okay, so this was the first pop right here up to 90. We then popped up to 13 and right here, we dropped down at 13 and as we popped back up, that's where I jumped in. You can see here, 25,000 shares of volume. I got in that and uh, I was actually half the volume because I got 10,000 shares, 10,000 shares at 10, 12, 12, and 13, 10, 12, 13, and 13. So in with 10,000 shares, because I knew this was a strong stock and boom, up it goes all the way up to 360. That's $5,000 of profit. I held some of it through this consolidation, adding back, etc. Uh, in total, you know, walked away with $4,000 profit, which was really, really solid. So that, so that's basically my process. If I see a stock hit the scanner and it's in yellow, I'm going to look at it quickly. If I'm not familiar with the stock, uh, these obviously PYDS is all over the scanners this morning. We can look at another one that um, came up on the scanner that I didn't trade. IZEA. All right, I pulled this one up. I saw 425. It was also on our watch list for a possible trade because it was gapping up. Continuation. And so I pull up the scanner, I'm watching it. I'm going to switch this back to a one minute chart. I pull up the chart, I'm watching it. And on this one, by the time I saw it, it was on this candle here that hit up to 435. I didn't see it here. And so at this point, I said, okay, well, this is the high a day and I'll wait for a little pullback. Then it ended up dropping all the way back down to here. So it didn't give me an opportunity to take a trade. Uh, Okay, so again, the colors here, the colors horizontally are based on the scanner, the actual scanner that that is being fired. And I'm going to remove, well, I am going to remove the down 8% scan from this, um, this window. The horizontal or the vertical columns here, colored float, the yellow is high value, green to light green to white, white is basically I don't even care about it. Again, here yellow is high, magenta is like critical to really check that. That's a lot of volume in the last five minutes. So that's the way those are colored. All right, so let's scroll up here, IZEA on the scans, CPSH. So right away I look at it and I know it's around a dollar. And what do we know from my metrics? What stocks do I make the most money on? Now, if you guys know your metrics, you'll know this about yourself. I know that I make the most money on stocks that are between $2 and $4. Under $2 is not really my specialty. It's not really where I do as well. Okay, so under, under $2 and definitely under $1.50, I'm going to be a little bit careful. I look at it. I see it pops up and drops back down. There's nothing there. I see it hitting the 200 moving average on the daily chart. That's resistance, so there's nothing to, to trade there. So that's there. Um, Hive, H-I-V-E. it's medium float, so the float being a little higher, not my favorite. Uh, you know, I, I end up seeing it, but just thinking it doesn't look particularly interesting. It's got the resistance also near the 200 moving average on the daily chart. So this is pretty much my process, SECO this is another one. It hits the scanner. It's in yellow. I look at it. This one I was actually tempted to get into. Um, it pops up to 820 on that candle, and then it drops all the way down to 781, and I felt like that was too much of a drop. So at that point, I said, oh, well, it dropped too much, so I'm not going to trade it. All right, so um, Anders, hopefully that answers your question or gives you a good sense of it. Um, I do cover... Uh, this in a lot more detail as part of class eight of the um, the Warrior Pro Trading course. Uh, right now, it's class eight anyways. I mean, sometimes we add new classes, but uh, we have a class that's dedicated to using the scanners and learning how to write your own codes, your scanner codes. Okay, and then a uh, third question I'll, I'll answer, um, Anthony's question about wiring profits out. Now, I've only taken out profits from this account once this year. I took out uh, about seventy thousand dollars. I just wired out seventy grand, and um, I just I just took that money out and put it into uh, long-term investments. So that money is now reinvested in uh, the S and P 500. So SPY. Um, I put that in in April after I had that big drop, or uh, when I w- went red in April. So that money went in when the market was around two thirty-five. Market's up at two fifty six right now, so that that money that seventy thousand is up about ten percent. Granted, that's only seven thousand dollars in like ten months or or not ten months seven months six months. But I didn't have to do anything. I just put it away, and now it's in long term. So um, so that's fine. I'll do that occasionally. uh, Take money out, but. you know, I don't, I don't really um, take out money on a regular basis right now from my trading account. Uh, it's just, I just let it roll over or I'll take it out at the end of the year to pay for taxes and stuff like that. All right. So um, anyway, so that's what's up with uh, the long-term accounts. But again, this is totally, you know, it's whatever you want. When I was a beginner trader um, and once I was just starting to turn profits, I would take money out regularly. I mean, I would take it out to pay myself, uh, you know, to pay my bills and all that stuff. Over the years, I've built out my investments, both in the market, in real estate, rental properties that I have, and I no longer depend on the income from day trading exclusively. So I can let that money roll over and grow. And ultimately, I think that's a goal for um, every single one of us, is to build out as many um, sources of income as you can, because that's what creates long-term self-sufficiency. Um, you know, I know John, he's working on, um, he's got a couple side businesses. John L10, who's a moderator in the chat room, he's got um, his real estate, he's got a couple other businesses, and that's, you know, that also helps supplement. If you do have a bad month in real estate, like this month I have to put in a new boiler in um, one of uh, my houses, and that's going to cost 7500 bucks. So, you know, that's, that's a little bit of a hit and whatever, got to do it. So that's this month and, you know, that's fine. It's just part of the deal. It's one of those things you just have to do. So same with trading, though. You might have a month where you're red on trading and then you've got another month where, and in that same month maybe you had a really good month with one of your other sources of revenue. So it's, it's knowing that the average millionaire has seven or eight separate streams of revenue, and you're not dependent on just one, Uh, you know, so whatever it is, and we've all got our areas of expertise, Uh, you guys obviously, um, you know, wanting to learn more about trading, I'm happy to teach you, Um, if you're really good at, uh, I don't know, really good at math, you become a math coach, you know, it's your side hustle, it's how you make a little extra money, and uh, if it's what you love to do, you're going to be good at it, so, you know, you should focus on it. So for me, trading is what I love doing. And so it's what I do, whether it's, um, you know, building warrior trading so I can teach as many students, um, you know, as as I can how to be successful traders. So I can build, uh, you know, trading simulators to help you guys be more profitable. I mean, I love trading. This is my thing. But for some of you guys, trading might be just what you do to uh, pay your bills. And what you really love is, uh, fixing up cars and so if this gives you enough money to buy cars fix them up and then resell them then hey do it for an hour a day and let that be some extra cash flow to go towards doing what you really love it's it's you know whatever you love and I really believe if you are if you are passionate about what you're doing you're going to be successful so you know for me it, it really is uh, the market and um you know, for you guys, it may be something different. It may also be the market. This may be your passion, also, and it has been certainly for Mike and John and Roberto and Sam, and you know that's why they've become part of the team, helping uh, teach uh, you guys how to be successful traders as well. So, um, you know, anyways, just uh, food for thought there. But uh, so let's see. So I answered a couple of questions, um, and let me just flip back to our slides. All right, so do do do. So you guys can, um, of course, uh, be part of the show. You can submit questions on warrior slash show. Uh, love for you guys to uh, follow on YouTube, follow the podcast. Every time I do a midday recap, every time I do a behind the trades episode, you guys um, can listen to it on your phone. So we're on the App Store. Uh, in the iTunes, uh, we've got our podcast there. So check us out on Facebook, YouTube, the podcast, and uh, definitely add questions or comments, and we will uh, answer them uh, as soon as we see them. All right, everybody. So again, this was um, a little bit of a long hiatus between uh, this episode and our last episode of Behind the Trades, but uh, I hope you guys enjoyed it. And we're going to have another episode uh, coming next week where I talk about the November Challenge. The November challenge to make $100,000. All right, so that's coming in the next episode of Behind the Trade. Oh, hey, I didn't see you there. Well, I was just working on the dream board for my next home run trade. Hopefully it comes soon. Until then, make sure you subscribe to get email alerts anytime I go live or upload new videos. Until then, happy surfing.